Welcome back to Imperfectly Perfect Live. I am Trainee Sharp. I am your host for this evening. It's a pleasure, um, privilege, and an honor to be before you guys yet another week. I'm so grateful for everything that God is doing throughout this podcast and throughout this um, ministry or organization. I thank God that he chose to use me for such a time as this to bring forth his word and to bring forth encouragement, to bring forth um, enlightenment and um, inspiration to you guys on a weekly basis. I thank you guys for, you know, constantly supporting uh, the podcast and just I pray that it's been a blessing to you. We've been doing it for almost three years, um, starting in August, August 7th of 2017 is when we did our first podcast. So I'm grateful for everything that God is doing and continue to do throughout this podcast. So um, just to go over a few things before we get into tonight's um, topic for this evening, I just want to thank again um, our special guest last week, uh, Kadrina Fleming. Uh, She was our uh, July 2020 highlight, our July 2020 highlight. And basically highlight is highlighting somebody who perseveres um, in spite of their imperfections and is pursuing the will of God. So we highlighted Kendria Fleming um, for our first highlight in in July 2020. And we'll be having another one um, in August. So I thank Kendria for uh, joining us last week. And I pray that you are blessed um, with last week's podcast as well. Um, but I just wanted to go over briefly a quick review, um, over the series that we've been doing for the past couple of months. Hi, System X. We have been doing the unqualified series for the past couple of months. And the last time we talked about unqualified series, we were going over the lack of faith and we did part two. It was a two part, two parts to the lack of faith. And when we went over, um, the last time a couple of weeks ago and, just reiterating the definition of unqualified again is not having the skills or knowledge needed to do a task, not having the skills or knowledge to uh, needed to do a task or in other words, not fit. So when you feel unqualified, that means that you have a, um, a feeling that you don't mount up to the task and mount up to God's given purpose because that's what um this we're talking about unqualified series feeling like you're unqualified to do the uh, will of god and to fulfill your god-given purpose so we went over that and also um we went over how to get your faith level up some of the things we talked about was trusting in god and being obedient to god so these are some of the things that we talked about and also examples of evidence of faith we talked about um abraham we talked about isaac we talked about jonah we talked about so many different people sarah we talked about so many different people that had a a high level of faith that so it's no reason why we should have any excuse of why we don't believe and why we're not having faith in god and in the things that he desires to do for us and through us in this season so if you didn't get a chance to see um the unqualified series portion of lack of faith part two please go back on I Am Perfectly Perfect Incorporated's Facebook page and you're able to see all the podcasts from before. And we also have, excuse me, we also have a uh, podcast platform such as uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts. Um, We also are on Spotify and Anchor. So please check out those uh, podcasts as well. And so for those that may not want to watch, you know, an hour-long segment, but she may want to listen to it the gyms are opening back up if you com- feel comfortable or if you want to listen to it while you're working out at home so those are some things that you can do as well um so before we go into tonight's po- podcast for this evening tonight's topic rather we're going to say a word of prayer it's a lot that i have to cover it's a lot that god has shared with me to give to you so let's say a word of prayer 
Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you, God, for your presence. I thank you, God, for all the things that you're doing, God, and all the things you continue to do, God. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for choosing to use me to be a blessing and to be the Father, your mouthpiece for you, Father, to bring forth your words, to bring forth teaching, to bring forth encouragement, to bring forth enlightenment, Father. Holy Spirit, have your way. Move how you want to move, God. I thank you, Holy Spirit. That your presence, God, will move mightily, God, in the homes and the places that the people are watching and listening, Father. God, I come against distractions. I come against every hindering spirit that tries to come in, come in between your perfect will from being done. God, have your way. Let the let healing be brought forth, God. Let breakthrough be brought forth, Father God. Let the Father God deliverance and salvation and rededication, God, be brought forth, forth in the mighty name of Jesus. May you be glorified and magnified. In Jesus' awesome name I pray. Amen. Alright guys, uh, again, I'm Trini Sharp and this is Imperfectly Perfect Live. And tonight we are continuing our Unqualified series. And tonight we are talking about distractions. We're talking about distractions. And when God gave me this topic, I was like, okay God, because when God gives me a topic, more than likely it's dealing with me first. Dealing with me and making sure that I'm correct, making sure that I'm, you know, on the up and up with him in my relationship. So when he started dealing with distractions, I was just like, okay, God, what have, what have I been allowing to distract me? What have I been allowing to take me away from making sure that I hear your voice, making sure that I'm in alignment with you? And he began to download into me and show me some things about myself that I needed to work on in social media. And we're going to go over some different distractions. Social media is one of them. You know, I'm on social media as a part of my platform for Imperfectly Perfect Live. And because it's a part of my platform, you know, I'm on it. But God has enlightened me that I can... I'll be on it. And even today, I was like, okay, God, this this is really a struggle because I'll be on it and I'm posting and I'm advertising, you know, for the organization and doing all this stuff. And the next thing I know, I click on somebody's post and then now I'm, I'm lingering and then I click on something else and then I'm watching all these funny videos. And the next thing you know, time goes by and I... I'm wasted time on doing what God has let me to do for that day. So you have to be careful. It's okay to have certain things in your life, but not to the point that it overtakes you and takes you away from the things of God. So be careful with that. So what does distract, distract mean? Distraction rather. Distraction rather means that which that which distracts or divides the attention or prevents concentration. So if you have distraction in your life, that means that you your attention is being divided. And what is it being divided from? Your attention should be your focus and your attention should be on the things of God. So if your attention is being divided, that means that your 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 attention is um not on the things of God and it's on the things of this world. And that's not, and that's bad because yes, we should, um, when you have ministry and when you are, uh, being a blessing to others, yeah, it's, a, it's important to know about what's happening in this world, but not to be so engrossed and not be so, um, consumed with it to the point that it takes you from the things of God. So you have to have a balance. You have to know what's important, know when, know when to be a part of it and know when to be, uh, taken away from it. Uh, the other definition I have for distraction is a thing that prevents someone from giving full attention to someone else. So anything that's taking you from giving full attention to God is not good. Anything that's taking you from giving full attention to God is not good. If it's not adding to your life, if it's not adding to your relationship with Christ, then it's not, it's a distraction. It's a clear distraction. 
And we're going to get into some of these things in a minute. Some of the distractions that, especially in this season and the seasons before, and it seems like it keeps happening in our lives because when you have the habit of having certain things, the enemy knows what distracts you. The enemy knows what is um, what's appealing to you, appealing to your eye, appealing to your flesh. So he knows what to distract you with to get you a focus on the things of God. So distractions can cause you to feel unqualified. Why? Because you're not focused on God's will. How can you be confident in who God created you to be if you're not focused on God? How can we feel, un how can we feel qualified to fulfill the purpose of God if we're not focused on the things of God? Again, how can we be confident in fulfilling God's perfect purpose for our lives if we are not focused on the things of God. If you're constantly focused on man. If you're constantly focused, focused on what social media is doing. What all these celebrities with Beyonce and Jay-Z and Kim Kardashian. And, and all of these you know, things that's happening in the world. You're trying to keep up with all the dance phases. And you're trying to do all of that. How are you going to feel confident in fulfilling God's purpose for your life? In order to complete and fulfill God's purpose. You have to be consumed with God's will. You have to be consumed with the things of God. You have to be consumed with God's word. Be consumed with having a prayer life. Be consumed with hearing God's voice. Be consumed with gospel music. Uh, excuse me. Be consumed with uh, music that will be um, pleasing to your spirit and not your flesh. And we're going to get more in detail with that in a second about certain things. So let's get into it. What are some of the distractions in our lives that we have dealt with and that we need to be aware of? Number one, ourselves. You're like, how can I be a distraction to myself? I'm going to explain it to you. So we are, we can be our own distraction. Why? Because we have a tendency, a lot of us, me, tendency to overthink things. So if God is telling you to do something, you're constantly analyzing it. You're constantly like, oh, I don't have this and I don't have that. And maybe it's not the right time. I wasn't ready for it. And you and you're constantly thinking, thinking, thinking to the point that you talk yourself out of doing the will of God. You're distracting yourself. Why? Because you're overthinking everything. When God is simply telling you to fill, fulfill his purpose, to do exactly what he told you to do without hesitation, without questions. And then low self-esteem. You distract yourself with low self-esteem. Why? Because you don't have confidence in who you are in Christ. Because like we've been learning throughout the series is that there is nothing that we could have done in our past that could have unqualified us. Nothing. Why? Because Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He died on the cross so that we can be have redemption. So that... So that everything that you know that we have done, we can ask God, repent, and ask God for forgiveness. As soon as we become saved, God wipes the slate clean, and we have a fresh start. So whatever we did in our past, whatever we did yesterday, even after you become saved, and whatever you have done, you can still go to God and say, Lord Jesus, forgive me for what I've done. Forgive me of, of, of lying before. Forgive me of having um, unclean thoughts. You can go to him and, and repent. And true repentance means that you're not going to try to go back and do the same thing again. 
So you have the freedom of repentance. You have the freedom of uh, redemption through the covenant of Jesus Christ, through the blood of Jesus Christ. So there's nothing, again, there's nothing that can unqualify you from fulfilling and being and being used for God's glory. And that's the thing about the enemy is that he has convinced many of us. He has convinced many of us that because of our past, because of our upbringing, because of our, um, our uh, lineage, that we don't mount up to it. That we don't, you know, can't be used for God's glory. That we can't be effective to help advance the kingdom of God. And that's false. So, of course, the enemies want to use distractions to get us off focus. He's going to use different things and things within ourselves. He's going to use overthinking. He's going to use low self-esteem, fear. Fear is a big one. Having the fear of success, having the fear of, um, having the fear of, you know, animals, having the fear of speaking in front of people, having the fear of traveling, having the fear of heights. There are certain things that can hold us back from fulfilling God's purpose. So yes, we can be a distraction, have worrying too much. Why are we worrying so much when the word of God says, cast all your cares unto me? Cast all, if we're supposed to cast all our cares unto God, there should be no reason why we're worrying about anything because God has our back. God has our back. So, number two, distractions in our lives. People. People. People can be a big distraction in our lives. And there's so many different forms. Relationships. Let's talk about relationships being a, a big distraction in our lives. Single people. Relationships. The wrong. Let me, let me clarify. The wrong relationship. Can be a distraction in your life. The wrong relationship. Why? And you're asking like why can the wrong relationship? Because again what did I say earlier? Anything that is not adding to your life. Adding to your relationship with Christ. It is a distraction. So if it is a wrong. And it, and it could be somebody unsaved. It can be somebody saved. It does not matter. If it's not meant for you to be with that person. If it's they're not meant to. You know for y'all to even be um, united together. Then it's a distraction. Doesn't matter. You know if they have a relationship with Christ. If that's not the person God has for you. Then it's a distraction. And this is like you know. Just giving some encouragement. Is that for those that are waiting. It's important that when, and it's okay to, you know, to date. It's okay to date multiple people, you know, depending on, because you're, when I heard a definition, uh, I think Kiara shares that her dad told her that dating is basically collecting data. It's collecting data. So if you are, if that's your mind frame and you just want to see what's out there and meet different people, okay, that's your business. So, but when you are doing it, Regardless if you're dating most of people or if you are solidifying it with one person. You need to seek the Holy Spirit about any decision that you make that's concerning your life. Because you might be like, oh, okay, well, I'm free to date whoever I want and date multiple people. But if dating multiple people is going to take you away from doing the will of God, then you shouldn't be doing it. Me personally, I don't know how people can do and date multiple people at one time, but that's just me. 
because I, I can't be distracted from and I can't focus on all these people at one time. But whatever your preference is, that's that's you. But in the end result, if it's taking you away from fulfilling God's purpose, you should not be doing it. And that's the million dollar question. Before you do anything, before you date anybody, before you get involved in anybody, that's Lord. Is this a part of your perfect will? Or is this going to take me away from doing your purpose? And if, if you don't feel peace about it, if you don't hear confirmation that, that it was that it's good, then you need to stay away from it. Point blank and period. Stay away. Friendships. Ungodly friendships can be a distraction. Ungodly connections, whether it's friendships, whether it's business connections, it doesn't matter. Any type of connection can be a distraction towards you. Any God having friend, you know, certain connections when it's uh, far as career wise can be a distraction towards you because the thing is, is that when you are connected to people, they basically they influence you. You ever heard? I know plenty of people have heard the terminology. Uh, terminology as far as um, you are who you hang around or you are the company that you keep. Well, that's very true. You can, if you don't know somebody and you come across them and you see the certain circle that they hang around and just, and say, if you might know a couple of other, those people, but you may not know them based off of them, you'll be able to know certain things about that person because you are the company that you keep. So if that person is disrespectful, if that person is loud mouth and they, then they don't know what to say out of their mouths and that person is a thief. And even if that person doesn't participate the fact of the matter that they choose to still hang around that crowd says a lot about them. Says that they're okay with that bad behavior. So again, you are the company that you keep. So you have to be careful about the connections that you have. Because again, if it doesn't add to your life, then it's not meant to be. And then also, and I know this is a tricky one as far as people is concerned, family. Family can be a distraction. And I know, you know, family is family. We we are born into the families that we have. But you have to sometimes. Sometimes there are certain family members that are in your life. That can be a distraction. And let's just use an example. Say you had a, a past where, you know, you were hanging out. You partied a lot and all that good stuff. And they and you used to hang out with your family members and then, you know, they were used to you being a certain way or even, you know, growing up on a block and they used to um, Mookie and Bebe and all of them. They used to you a certain lifestyle that you had. And so now that you went gave in your you gave your life to Christ and now you actually, you know, uh, Christ is changing your life and now you, you turned away from those things. And then you come around family and they want to throw that stuff back in your face and they want you to be a part of it and they want to hang around you. Listen, the same way that you have to separate yourself away from uh, friends that may be doing those certain things, you may have to separate. Not saying that you don't love your family, but you can't hang around them like that because they participate in things that you are that you don't um, that you can't be a part of anymore. 
So you still love them from afar. You still pray for them. Yeah, it's okay to still go to family functions. But you might not be able to hang around as long because they're participating in the things that you're not a part of. And you have to you have to explain them that I still love you. And if they, you know, and sometimes they were respecting and sometimes they don't. But you have to answer to God. We have to answer to God. And yeah, it may hurt them and yeah, it may hurt you. The fact that, you know, you can't be around your family, certain family members like that. But we have to answer to God. And if they're taking you, anything that's taking you away, you have to leave it alone. So next distractions in our lives. Social media. Social media is such a huge distraction in our lives. And like I was saying earlier when I opened up, is that you can just easily, like it's such a bad habit that as soon as you pick up your phone, you instantly click on Facebook or you instantly click on uh, Instagram or now TikTok or, you know, Twitter or whatever, YouTube. You instantly click on it because it's such a bad habit of yours. So just like constantly, it's like a habit of always having to be entertained. We have gotten, especially Americans, we have gotten to the place where we always have to be entertained in some form or fashion. Scrolling on the timeline, you know, learning about people's business debt. It's like a lot of these people we don't even know. We don't even know half of the people that we're friends. Listen, I know for sure half of the people that I'm friends with on Facebook, I do not know. I never met them personally. I only saw them on Facebook and, you know, Instagram or whatever. So it's like we get so engrossed with, you know, finding out even like following certain celebrities. And that's okay because some of them may be inspiration to us. But then we get to, we take it too far and we get so engrossed with their lives to the point that we make them an idol. You're like, what's an idol? An idol is basically anything that you put before God. Anything that you put before God. And that's clearly what distract distractions are idols. Distractions are idols. Why? Because it's dividing your attention and you're pitting it before God. And the word of God says, God should not pit any gods before me. Little gods, idols, little gods. So you have to be careful. And when you get so engrossed to the point, because you can be so engrossed in social media to the point, and God tells you to pray. God tells you to pray and then you like, oh, okay, God, well, let me, let me, uh, find out this, what's happening on this right quick. Or let me finish watching this YouTube video. Or let me finish doing this, uh, Snapchat, um, this Snapchat, uh, filter and all this other stuff. And God's calling you to pray, but because you're so engrossed with everything else, you want to fulfill that need first. You want to fulfill that urge first. And then you could find yourself missing the window because sometimes there is a certain window that God gives you and as I say you've been seeking God for answers concerning your future and right during that time where you're being engrossed and constantly scrolling on Facebook constantly uh hitting likes and watching all these lives that's happening you know because we in quarantine and everybody doing a live and it's not taken away from anything because you know if God is leading you to do it then do it but every live oh thank you Holy Spirit Every live that's on Facebook and Instagram is not for you. You don't have to feel obligated or feel bad because you don't click on every live that's up there. 
including in Perfectly Perfect Live. I know that this platform is not meant for everybody. I know that this platform is not meant for everybody. So I can't feel bad if somebody doesn't want to click on it. I can't feel bad just because, you know, somebody like, ah, nah, I passed. Okay, that's cool. Because I wasn't, maybe I was not called to them. But I am called to a certain people. So you can't be so, you know, feel so bad that, oh, you got, you feel like you have to click on every single thing. All these preachers that's doing, you know, because everybody's able to attend to different church services online now. But you have to realize you can't eat at everybody's table. You can't eat at everybody's table. Why? Because it's not meant for you to eat it. It's not feeding your spirit. It's not meant because even even I notice is that certain times in uh, certain seasons in my life, like for instance, a couple of years back, I was listening to more of Sarah Jake's rappers. I was listening more of her, and she's still inspiration to me. But I I was. I was listening to a lot of her stuff. Of course, you know, my pastor. But I was listening to a lot of her um, her podcasts and messages. And then it was like, it was a shift that took place. And then I started listening to Michael Todd. Pastor Michael Todd. So it's like, you know, you start seeing like, okay, maybe, you know, it's, it's not negating from them. But it just was, it's not adding to the season that you're currently in. So you have to be able, and I'm getting ahead of myself. You know, we're going to talk about that later. Um, about knowing uh, what season that you're in. But be careful about all the stuff that's on social media because you can get so engrossed. And then also, especially in the climate that we're in with racial injustice and everybody posting things and posting videos about different, you know, harmful things that's been happening to our, our black brothers and sisters. And yes, it's, it's important to be aware of what's happening, but not to the point that point that it, it takes you away from the things of God and also takes you um out and, and messes up your mental capacity causes you to be angry causes you to to have such a rage to the point where you're not walking in love because as christians we're supposed to walk in love hi kiera we're supposed to walk in love we have to be careful of those things don't get so engrossed and just thinking about the example of you know when the whole george floyd matter happened and then people started looting and just like i just started seeing like all this stuff and just seeing people especially in philly that was looting and and just constantly the news and, and um and even that's the next point and number four is tv and constantly watching the news on tv and seeing all of this stuff and i'm just like my god like it's it, it got too much so be make sure that you step away it's important that you step away because sometimes we get so engrossed in all this stuff that we forget that what's reality, what's the reality in our lives? What's the reality in our lives? And yes, know what's happening for the sake of maybe God leads you to pray for certain things. Maybe God leads you to, you know, sow into somebody's life or, you know, being aware so you know what to pray for. But not to the point where it causes you to get out of character. To get out of character. And you're saying what's character? If you can get a moment, read Galatians. Matter of fact, I'm going to read it right now. Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 to 23. And it talks about the fruits of the spirit. Just so you know what it means to have great character. And it says in the, in the New King James Version, it says, But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness goodness faithfulness 
gentleness, self-control, against such there is no law. So if anything is out of character, anything is out of those nine points, if it's getting you out of love, if it's taking you from not having, having joy, if it's taking you away from not having peace, and not having long-suffering, not having kindness, not having goodness, not having faithfulness, not being gentle, not having self-control, then it's not good. And that's what a lot of this, um, the news and the fake news and all of this stuff, I mean, I'm getting ahead of myself, but a lot of this stuff that's on TV is getting us out of our character. It's causing us to have hate for people. And no, we're, you know, we're fleshly beings, so yeah, we're going to feel, yeah, as me being a black woman, yeah, I have certain reservations about some of the certain things that's been happening towards my brothers and sisters that's being killed for no apparent reason. But that doesn't mean that I just start, you know, acting a certain way to, you know, to Caucasians and acting a certain way to, you know, different races because of what they've done. Because of the reality matter, that was them. It doesn't make, it doesn't mean that all Caucasians are a certain way. It doesn't mean that all Asians, it doesn't mean that all African Americans are a certain way. That was that person. That was that person's character. So be careful Oh, thank you, Holy. Be careful of what you allow people to influence you with. Be careful. Next point, distraction in our, li in our lives. Number five is music. Music can, can be a big distraction. And why? And I say this, and I know people have their own opinions. And it's okay. It's okay to listen to secular music. It's okay. But you should not. You being a man or woman of God, you should not be listening to secular music more than you're listening to music that more than you listen to worship music or praise music, gospel music. Sorry to tell you, it's okay to listen to it, but not to the point that you're listening to it more than you are worse because Again, whatever you listen to, whatever you watch, you're being consumed of it. And so if you're being consumed with more of worldly things, then that means you're making it an idol. And you're probably like, it's not that deep, but it's facts. It's facts. You're making it an idol. If you're listening to, you know, more Beyonce, listen, I like, you know, all these people, Beyonce, I like, you know, uh, Drake, I like all these people, but certain things I can't listen to because, yeah, it might take my mind in a different, you know, frame of matter that it shouldn't be in, thinking about sex when I'm not married, thinking about, you know, you know, killing or thinking about, you know, um, murder, and it's a lot of this, this music has, is very dark, and you have to be careful and actually listen to the message that's in the song, and just because it has a dope beat, you gotta be careful what you feed in yourself, feed in your spirit. Everything that has a dope beat is not good for your spirit. And if it's influenced, then if you consume your stuff, you start realizing, why, why did, you know, when I, I wasn't, uh, cussing, uh, anymore like that but now I feel like you know it's like it's slipping out of my mouth or it feel like I have an urge to uh, start using profanity again you start need to start realizing or start evaluating what music are you watching what TV shows are you watching be careful why are you having certain feelings and listen I talked about that before and I know people watch Insecure 
I know people do it. I can't personally watch it because in the season I'm at, I can't watch it. It's too much going on. Too much sex happening. And if I can't have sex, I'm definitely not going to be watching it. <laughs> That's just me. I'm definitely not going to be watching nobody else having it if I can't personally have it in the season. So... That's just, you know, me personally, and you have to be careful and be honest about where you're at. And everybody, you know, is stronger in different areas than others. So I'm not, you know, saying it as a judgmental factor. I'm just telling you from personal experience of what I can and cannot do. So if you have, if you realize that you, that you, listen, let's just be real. If it's a horny season in your life, then maybe you shouldn't be watching Insecure. Maybe you shouldn't be watching, um, I can't even think of that show right now, with Ghosts or whatever that show is called. Um, with Amar, uh, Amari Hardrick, whatever that show is called. Maybe you shouldn't be watching that show. Because it's, it's probably too much. It's feeding more to your flesh than it is your spirit. Be careful. Guard your gates. Guard your gates. What's another one? Gossip. Fake news. Power. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Be careful about power. You know, and I know a lot of people watch it, but there's probably some people that's watching it that's married. And the fact of the matter is that they can have sex and be okay with it. Why? Because it's covenant. So as single people, we have to be careful of what we consume in our lives. Let's just be frank about it. They can have sex. And after we watching it, we sitting there looking like, oh, okay. Like, you know, we sitting there wanting to please our flesh and we can't even do it. But we're not honest with ourselves. Like, we're not honest with our body. We're not honest with with the where we're at. And it clearly says in the word of God that it, we should not be um, participating in fornication if you're not married. If you're not married, you should not be participating in sex. And know people, and I know I'm going to miss a lot of people, but listen, that's what it says in the word of God. And I'm not here to, to be pleasing to people. I'm here to speak the truth. I'm here to speak with what the word of God says. And if it's wrong, it's wrong. So, moving on. Be careful about gossip and fake news. It's so much, it's so much being on TV these days and, you know, even with the mass stuff and people sending me all the stuff in my messenger and people said this and the mass has 5G and it's so much, it's, it's too much. It's so much happening and you have to be careful with all of these fake news stuff because if you're receiving it, go to God, ask him for clarity. That's the beauty about having a relationship with Christ is that we can go to God and say, Lord, is this really the truth? You know, and know the source. What are the three sources? My wonderful pastor Tracy, three sources, God, ourselves, and the enemy. Know what source this is coming from. Because this fake news and this gossip, it's a distraction. It's a distraction. Know where it's coming from. Know where it's coming from, which leads to my next point. Distractions in our lives. Number seven, false philosophies. False philosophies. We're going to get more into that a little later. False philosophies. Everybody's coming up with, you know, their own, you know, they're basically they're acting like they, they wrote the Bible themselves. Changing the Bible. For, for one, the word of God. 
this book nothing about it has changed when it was written it's it's done you can't alter the word of god yes there are different versions of the word of god and it's okay to read certain versions but you cannot alter what god written in his word and I'm getting ahead of myself. This is why it's important that you know the word of God for yourself. Important that you know what's in the word. Because I can tell you. Especially with us being in the last days. It may be a time that we may not have access to an actual actual hardback word. It may be a point in time where we might even have the Bible app. Because the way things are happening. They're trying to control everything. So it's important that we, and especially in quarantine, that we take full advantage. Take full advantage of the time that we have and engross ourselves in the word of God. We don't got nothing but time. Read the word. Apply it to your life. Devote yourself to having a, a half an hour to read in the word of God. Read the word. Because again, you never know when... It will happen because I believe strongly that it will happen to the point that we won't have access to having a hard book of the word. It's important that we will actually know the word of God because if we don't know for ourselves, we can be easily influenced to believing false philosophies. And it takes us, takes us away. Takes us away from fulfilling God's purpose. Next one, last one, distraction in our lives is having the right goal, but the wrong timing. That one right there got me. One of the distractions in our lives is having the right goal, but it's the wrong timing. You say, how so? Because, okay, say for instance, God said that you're going to open up a business, Right? And, you know, you on fire, like, yes, like, this is what I've been waiting, like, I'm ready, like, and all this other stuff. And you don't have a business plan. You don't even know what product you're about to sell. You don't know if it's going to be a product or a service. You don't know if it's meant to be international, if it's meant to be in-commerce. You don't know uh, what location you're supposed to have. You didn't think none of this thing through. All you heard and got a word from is that you're going to open up a business. And you're going to be an entrepreneur. And then all of a sudden you hear that and then you, you know, taking out loans. You don't, even, you don't even know, you know, what loan to take out and about the, the interest rate and all of that stuff. You don't have the the information. You are clearly ignorant to the, to the you know, what is needed to open up a business. But you out here opening the business and you don't even know what you're doing. So I said all to say that is that you can have the right goal, but it be the wrong season. <laughs> yes, I cannot get one of six notes. Yes, you can have the right goal, but to be the wrong season, you have to know when is the right season for that for you to be focused on that. For you to be focused on that. Say, for instance, I'm writing a book. And, you know, I was told a couple of years to write the book, right? That I was going to be writing the book. But it wasn't the right season. Now, had I had been focused on that a couple of years ago, 
first of all, I probably wouldn't be able to get it done or even have the magnitude or, you know, um, even had the inspiration because it wasn't the right timing. You have to, you have to know that when God's telling you, there's sometimes when God tells you things, it's meant for you to just be uh, aware so that you can prepare yourself for when, when it's time to walk in that season. Or there's other times where God, it could be a rhema, a rhema word is saying is right now, right now. So, and if God is giving you a rhema word, that means that that's for that, if God says, I'm blessing you with a car. And if that's a rhema word, that means it's going to happen in this season. But if, if you have to know, you have, and that's when you go to God for clarity, and that's when God will give you confirmation, let you know that this is the right timing. But don't move, don't just move without having confirmation. That's that's not using wisdom at all. So it's distractions in our lives again that we need to be uh, um, aware of is. Distractions of ourselves, such as overthinking, low self-esteem, fear, procrastination, or worry. Number two, people, relationships, ungodly connections, our fam some family members. Number three, be aware of social media, our phone, which goes hand in hand. Number four, be aware of certain TV shows, watching too much TV, watching too much Netflix, um, music, watch and making sure you're not consumed with more of secular music than you are of uh, worship music or praise music. Number six, beware of gossip, fake news. Number seven, be aware of false philosophies. And number eight, having the right goal, but being the wrong timing. So now I want to get into tools to keep you from being distracted. Now that you're aware of certain distractions, let's get into tools of how to keep ourselves from being distracted. Hi, Martin. Number one is a big one. Number one is prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting is such a big one. Why? Prayer and fasting will refocus our minds on godly matters. Prayer and fasting will refocus our minds on godly matters. Why? Because for one, prayer is our what? Communication with God. This is what, this is, prayer is used as our one-on-one uh, -on -one communication with God. We can talk to him at any given time. It doesn't matter where we are. It doesn't matter where we're going. It doesn't matter who we're with. We can talk to God wherever we go. That's the beauty about prayer. It doesn't have to be, sometimes you go more in depth with prayer. Sometimes it's just a simple prayer. Lord God, keep me. Lord God, keep my mouth closed and help me not to say anything I'm not supposed to say. And a lot of times that can, yes, thank you, sis, tool time. And a lot of times that can be times where you were just praying in your inner man. Praying in your thought process. Say, Lord God, I need you to help me. I don't know how much more I could take. You talking? It is simple. This talk, basically, prayer is talking to God, and fasting is refraining from certain. So fasting is refraining from. It can be refraining from food. It can be refraining from TV. It can be refraining from social media. It can be refraining from um from going certain places. Maybe you like going to Starbucks a lot. Be refraining from that. So fasting is basically refraining from the things that please your flesh. So prayer and fasting go hand in hand because it's making a sacrifice to God. Because as you, as you take away, you basically, when you fast, you're removing all distractions. You're removing anything that is not of the things of God. You're removing and you're, you're making yourself focus more on the things of God. You're listening to more worship music. You're reading more of the word of God. You're being in tune. You're praying more. You're being in tune with what God is saying. So your, your, your spirit man is being more sensitive to the things of God. 
So let's go to Isaiah chapter 58 verse 6 through 12. Isaiah chapter 58 verse 6 through 12 and I'm reading from the message Bible. <clears throat> and it says, this is the kind of fast day I'm after. To break the chains of injustice, get rid of exploitation in the workplace, free the oppressed, cancel debts. What I'm interested in seeing do seeing you do is sharing your food with the hungry, inviting the homeless poor into your homes, putting clothes on the shivering ill clad, being available to your own families. Does this in, in the lights will turn on and your lives will turn around at once and your righteousness will pave your way. The God of glory will secure your passage. Then when you pray, God will answer. You'll call out for help and I'll say, here I am. I want to pause right here. So God is letting us know that fasting. Oh my gosh. He, he is, illustrates it so wonderfully in this passage is that God wants us to be focused, feeding the hungry, worrying about the homeless, making sure that we give clothes to people that are in need, basically being available to family members that don't know Christ being available. And fasting makes us more sensitive to the things of God. So whatever it is that God is leading us to do in that season, we are more sensitive to whatever God is leading us to do. And continue on in verse 10, it says, a full life in the emptiest of places. If you get rid of unfair practices, quit blaming victims, quit gossiping about other people's sins. If you are gener generous with the hungry and start giving yourself to, to the down and out, your lives will begin to glow in the darkness. My God, your shadowed lives will be bathed in sunlight. I will always show you where to go. I'll give you a full life in the emptiest of places, firm muscles, strong bones. You'll be like a well-watered garden, a, a gurgling spring that never runs dry. You'll use the old rubble of past lives to build a new, rebuild the foundations from out of your past. You'll be known as those who can fix anything restore old ruins rebuild and renovate make the community community livable again my god i love the word of god like i basically in a nutshell god is singing that when we fast and pray we are more sensitive to his voice and we are more prone to be obedient to what he's leading us to do and be, and then also god will begin to strengthen us he will begin to use us for his glory and anything that we need like we don't have to worry about it why because god is going to bless us with it why because we are being being obedient we're following him we're in alignment with god's perfect will That's the beauty. That's the benefit of following God. That's the benefit of, of praying and fasting because when you pray and fast, you're going to be obedient. And God blesses those that are obedient to him. Because the word of God says obedience is better than sacrifice. And I talked about uh, obedience versus sacrifice um, in the beginning of um, the unqualified series. So if you want to go back and watch that, please do. I encourage you to do so. So, yes, number one, going back to the notes. Is that tools to keep you from being distracted is prayer and fasting. Again, prayer and fasting will refocus our minds on godly matters. 
getting us getting us away from being distracted on worldly things from worldly things number two tools to get you from being distracted know what season god has you in I touched on it a little bit earlier. Know what season God has you in. Know whether or not. Okay, I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to get ahead of myself. So, know what God, season God has you in. And how do you, how will you be aware of that? Discernment is key. Discernment is key. What is discernment? Discernment is the ability to decide between truth and error. Or right and wrong. Again, discernment is the ability to decide between truth and error or right and wrong. So when we have discernment, we're going to be able to foresee whether or not this is for us to do or whether or not it's against the will of God. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 58. Whoa, I am so sorry. I don't even know what happened there. Where is that coming from? One moment, guys. I apologize about that. That was my other phone. All right. So, yes, discernment. So, discernment is the ability to decide between truth and error or right and wrong. So, let's go to Philippians chapter 1, verse 9 through 10. And I'm reading from the Amplified Version. Philippians chapter 1, verse 9 through 10, and I'm reading from the Amplified Version. <clears throat> it says, And this I pray, that your love may abound more and more, displaying itself in greater depth, in real knowledge and in practical insight, so that you may learn to recognize and treasure what is excellent, identifying the best, and distinguishing moral differences. And that you may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ, actually living lives that lead others away from sin. My God. So it's important that we are aware. Thank you, Sissy, for putting up there. We it's important that we are aware of what's right and wrong. Because if we don't have discernment, we can easily be distracted. If we don't know what's what's a part of God's will and what's not a part of God's will, we can easily be uh, influenced to to do um, to uh, participate in, in things that don't um, that in, participate in things that we should not be doing. Finding ourselves being in relationships that we should not be in. Finding ourselves taking job offers that is not meant for us. Finding ourselves moving to a location that is not meant for us to be in. We don't want to be like Jonah. He going to Tarshish where clearly God told him to not go there. God told him, I don't remember the exact city right now, but God told him to go one place and he going somewhere else on a boat. And he causing a storm to happen because he being disobedient to God. Then he gets kicked off the boat and gets into the sea. Get swallowed by well for three days and still was not really trying to be obedient to God. All because he didn't want to be obedient. All because he was trying to be out of God's will. So you have to be careful about certain decisions because you're supposed to seek God about all decisions. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. That is Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. It's important that you seek God for everything. Everything. 
No, you don't got to be praying. Oh, God, should I go to the bathroom right now? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is there's nothing too little or big that you should, you know, say, oh, okay, well, maybe this is too little. Like, because even if it going to the grocery store, you never know. It might not be meant for you to go to the store in that moment because God could be blocking you from actually getting in an accident, from something bad happening to you. You never know. And it's as simple as having a conversation with God. Because listen, when you have a relationship with Christ, you can simply like, Lord, should I go today? Should I go to the store today or should I go tomorrow? And sometimes you can say, no, you know, wait. And if he says, wait, don't ask, well, why God? Why God? Why? Listen, tr trust God. Trust him. You never know. And then you look, turn on the news and maybe it was a fire. Thank you, mom. Say God told Jonah to go to Nineveh. And then um, maybe, um, you know, God was preventing you because it could be a fire that could have happened at the store or a shooting or a robbery. You just never know. You never know. Or it could be not even something as drastic as that. It could be that maybe, you know, if you wait until tomorrow to go to the store, got a certain connection that's needed for your life, they could be going to the store tomorrow. And it's the answer to your prayers. To maybe they're going back to that business. Somebody that you need to be connected to to help you open your business. Could be going to the store tomorrow. But because you went too early, you missed out on that window. So these are all things. And how you're able to know that is by discernment. Through discernment. Next point. So example also is if it's a hot, I talked a little bit about that earlier, that if it's a hot season, you might, a hot season basically mean a horny season. Listen, I'm just being frank. Um, If it's one of those type of seasons, you might need to stay away from certain music, watching certain shows, and, and being away from certain people. Being away from certain people because, yeah, they, they might not, you know, be influenced by those things. They might not um, be um, sensitive to those things. But you got to be honest aware, again, be honest of where you are at. And if those things are influ influential to you, be honest about it. And if those are true people and true friendships in your lives, and you say, listen, I, I can't participate in it. They should be respectful and honor that. If they're real friends, if they're truly godly connections in your life, they should be respectful and honor where you are at. And not try to, you know, influence you any other way. Just because, you know, they may be stronger in that season than you are. So, also, as far as know what season God has you in is knowing if it's a season, a preparation... Or activation. Yes, Jasmine. Uh, knowing if it's a season of preparation or activation. So let's go to Daniel chapter 2, verse 20 through 21. Daniel chapter 2, verse 20 through 21. And I'm reading from the Amplified Version. It says, Daniel answered. Let me just read 19 for clarity. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a vision of the night. And Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered, Blessed 
Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and power belong to him. It is he who changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and establishes kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and greater knowledge to those who have understanding. So how are we going to know if the season shifts? By what? Having communication with God. We already clarified that number one is prayer and fasting helps remove distractions from our lives. So if you, number one, allow yourself to be praying more. And then I'm not saying you have to fast every day. But I'm saying that you should definitely pray every day. That's that's an essential. We talk about what's essential in these, in these last days. What's essential during the season. Prayer should definitely be on the top of your list. Praying every day, sometimes multiple times a day, whatever season you in. And that's, that's why, you know, the number two is knowing what season you're in, because some seasons is going to require you to pray more than others. Why? Because there's certain things you might be seeking God for, you don't have answers for, and now you got to turn your plate down so you can get more clarification and get confirmation on what to do next. So it's important to, in, in order to know if there's a shift in that in the, in the season, in order to know whether it's a season to pre prepare, prepare for, or a season to actually activate and get to work, you have to go to God and know that. God will have the answer. God is the only one that's going to give you the answer for that. And even if he uses the man or woman of God, the only way they're going to know is if God lets them know. If God lets them know. So the other scripture I want to go to uh, as far as knowing what season God has you in is Ecclesi Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1 through 8. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1 through 8 and I'm reading from the Amplified Version again. It says a time for everything. There is a season, a time appointed for everything and a time for every delight and event or purpose under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to throw away stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up as loss. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear apart and a time to sew together. A time to keep silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. My God. I love this passage because it gives you, it basically, like I said, you have to know when it's a time to prepare and when it's a time to activate. All these things is giving you one thing to another, a time to weep, time to cry, a time to laugh, a time to know when to embrace it and time to know when to refrain from embracing. Know, know what season God is putting you in. Because you don't want to think that you're in one season. You don't want to think this is a, like, I love the, the pastor who said a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. You want to, you don't want to think that, um, this is the time to actually embrace in that season. And it's a time for you to stand still and wait on God. And you move in too early. 
and you moving out of the appointed time of God, then you then you wondering why things are not working out the way it should. Because you're out of the will of God. You're out of the will of God. Be careful of that. Be careful of that. Give me one second. I'm just going to start um, Instagram over again. So be careful of being out of the will of God. So next point. We're talking about tools to keep you from being distracted. So we already talked about prayer and fasting. And we talked about number two, know what season God has you in. Number three, know that you are not of this world. It's important that we know that we are not of this world. And when I read these two passages, you're going to perfectly understand. So basically, it's knowing that us as Christians, those that have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, all this earth, this earthly matters and all of these things are not, it's not our home. We don't belong to this world. Heaven is our home. Heaven is our home. We don't belong to this world. We're on this, we're on this earth for an assignment. My pastor Tracy talked about this, I believe, on Sunday. Yes, on Sunday. We this is a part of our assignment. We're here temporarily to fulfill God's purpose, and God's purpose for our lives is to in whatever capacity is to help advance the kingdom of God. That is our assignment. To use the gifts that God has given us to help draw souls to the body of Christ. And when we draw souls to the body of Christ, we are advancing the kingdom of God. That is our sole purpose. That's where our focus should be. Not on keeping up with the Kardashians. And focusing on everybody's life and trying to, you know, buy all these uh, um, Prada and Gucci. And trying to keep up with all the Joneses and all that and Beyonce's and Jay-Z's. No. Know where you're at. So know that we are not of this world. Because again we can't take these worldly possessions. When we when this world is over. We can't take none of this stuff with us. We can't take the house. We can't take the car. We can't even take the husband or wife. You know that God is going to bless us with. We can't even take them. We can't take none of it. We can't take the job. We can't take the cash. We can't take none of it. So it's important that we are not so engrossed with it because worldly possessions, we can't even take with us. And there is a greater reward in heaven. There is a greater reward in heaven. That day that I go before my Savior and he says, well done, not good and faithful servant. That is the day I look forward to. And in order for Jesus to say that to me, I have to be focused on heavenly matters. I have to be focused on what he has created me for. For me to be able to hear those words come out, of his, come out of his mouth, I have to be able to actually fulfill the purpose that he has created me to do. I don't know about you, but I want to receive all the rewards that, that, that I can in heaven. I, I want to receive a crown full of jewels. I want to be able to receive all the goodness there is. I want to receive that. I want to hear, say, well done, not good and faithful servant. That's where my focus is. And I pray that that's your, that should be your focus as well. So let's go to John chapter 15, verse 18 through 19. 
I'm going to try to get through this as swiftly as possible. John chapter 15, verse 18 through 19. And I'm reading from the Message Bible. It says, 15, yes, wait, John 15, yes, verse 18 through 19. And it says, if you find the godless world is hating you, remember it got its start hating me. This is Jesus talking. If you lived on the world's terms, the world will love you as one of its own. But since I picked you to live on God's terms and no longer on the world's terms, the world is going to hate you. In a nutshell, Jesus is saying because, because the world and the enemy who is the prince of this world, because he hates Jesus, he hates us. And anybody who is serving the enemy, they hate us too. So anytime you are fulfilling God's work, even time you are fulfilling the purpose that God has for your life, you can't be upset when people don't like it. You can't be upset when people try to criticize you of it for, for you speaking the truth that's in the word of God and you actually not altering the word of God, but you actually speaking plain, simply what the God word of God says. Jesus warns us and let us again. It says, if you find the godless world is hating you, remember it got its start hating me. If you live on the world's terms, the world will love you as one of its own. But since I picked you to live on God's terms and no longer on the world's terms, the world is going to hate you. And you have to be okay with it. Because for God I live and for God I die. If I only got one friend. If I only got one friend and me and them are rocking out and we are living radically for Christ. That's all I need. That's all I need. Because I don't want to be rocking out with nobody that's not, that's taking me away from the things of God, distracting me from fulfilling God's purpose. Listen, we read, and in my uh, my sister Nikita, she's on here, then Bible Noonday in uh, the book of Acts, it was talking about how Paul, you know, he was rocking out, one time he was rocking out with uh, Barnabas, and another Barnabas wanted to go ahead and do his own thing, and he was like, all right. Bet I'm out, and he started. You know, he had his son Timothy, and he had Silas. So, listen, it comes a point in time if they are hindering you from filling, fulfilling God's purpose. And even at one point in time, Paul had to go by himself. He went by himself and was in those streets, and people was chastising him, abusing him, talking about him. But he was fulfilling the work of God. He was fulfilling God's purpose. And he ain't have nobody with him. So you got to be okay with being by yourself sometimes. You got to be okay with not having such a, a big circle. I don't want a bunch of friends if all of these friends is talking about me. If all these friends are not helping to help and pushing me and helping me to fulfill God's perfect will for my life. I don't want no people attached to me that's doing that. You shouldn't either. So be okay to be alone sometimes. Certain season is going to require you. Hi, Dickness Tracy. Certain seasons are going to require you to be by yourself. Why? Because that's, I'm telling you. And I want to say, and yeah, right before I started Imperfectly Perfect, 
It was a season and yeah, I still had my friends a part of me, but it's a lot of times where I spent by myself in God's prayer closet because that was God God's season to prune me. That was God's season to to uh um oh thank you, Holy Spirit, of detox. And like I'm going through a detox right now first, like health wise, and I'm putting myself on a detox. And that was God's moment of detoxing me, um, separate me from people that I should, friends that I should not be a part of, separate me from bad habits and get me away from the things of the enemy so that I can get, uh, get all of that stuff out of my pores and be filled back up with things that are, that are of God. So there will be in times where you it's meant for you to be by yourself, knowing the season that you're in, if it's a season for you to be by yourself, because that's the time where you got is is causing you to get closer to him. Because you may need that, that season in your life because he's preparing you for the closeness and the relationship with him to preparing you for the next season so that you can have the strength, so that you can have the wisdom, so that you can have the tools and whatever you need in that season to prepare you for the next. Next passage. Let's go to Romans chapter 12, verse 1 through 2. Romans 12, chapter 1 through 2. And I read from the Message Bible. And it says, So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your, and I'm going to brace this because it's cut through. But it's good. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life. Your sleeping, eating going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you. Always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you. Develops well-formed maturity in you. Wow. That right there. I was like, okay, God. you He basically got us all together in that one passage. Basically telling us, stop focusing on this, all this worldly stuff. Don't get so... And, and it, I love even says, don't become so well-adjusted to your culture. That you fit into it without even thinking. Get so engrossed in American culture. Get so engrossed in black culture. And I'm, listen, I'm all here for it. I love my black people. But don't get so engrossed in it that you're willing to put, uh, that you're willing to do things that's out of your character. That you're willing to be a racist. That's not the will of God. We're supposed to walk in love. Yes, be black and be proud. Be be black and be uh, wonderful about the skin that you're in. But not to the point that you are hating other races. That is not the will of God. We're supposed to walk in love. Yes, fight for justice. Fight against injustice. But not to the point where you are becoming like the oppressors. Not to the point that you're coming like them. Walk in love. Pray for them. Love them. What would Jesus do? He will walk in love. He walked with Jesus was there with the prostitutes. He was there with the tax to taxpayers. He was there with them to tax collectors. He was there with the people that people didn't want to be a part of. He was there with them. He was there with the lame and, and the, those that couldn't walk. He was there with them. 
Why? Because Jesus operated in love. He operated in love. Don't be so engrossed, like I said. Don't be so well adjusted to this culture. Did you forget who you serve? Did you forget who you represent? We represent Jesus. Everywhere we go, we represent him. We need to be radical for him. And whatever he's leading us to do. Next point. Tools to keep you from being distracted. Number four, love God's ways. Love God's ways. First John chapter 2, verse 15 through 17. First John 2, 15 through 17. And I'm reading from the Message Bible. It says, <clears throat> excuse me. Don't love the world's ways. Don't love the world's goods. Love of the world squeezes out love for the Father. Practically everything that goes on in the world, wanting your own way, wanting everything for yourself, wanting to, the, to appear important, has nothing to do with the Father. It just isolates you from Him. The world and all its wanting, wanting, wanting is on the way out. But whoever does what God wants is set for eternity. My God. God said, listen, stop trying to want everything for yourself. Stop trying to want, want, want. That shouldn't be your focus. First of all, the word of God says it's better to give than receive. It's better to give than receive because when you give more, that means that you are not wor worrying about so much about self. You are, are, are operating in a love and you're in because also the word of God also says love others as you love yourself. So if you are constantly worrying about being giving, constantly being a blessing to other people. And yes, it's okay to have a desire for certain things, but not to the point where you get so engrossed with pleasing yourself and pleasing your flesh and everything about me, me, me. They should forget that you were created to be a blessing to other people to help advance the kingdom of God. Be careful about that. So number five, I'm sorry, number four again was love God's ways. Love everything that God is leading you to do. Whatever, whatever is a part of God's perfect will, love it and be passionate about it. Number five, know the word of God for yourself. We touched on it a little bit earlier. We're going to get a little bit more in depth into it. Know the word of God for yourself. Why? Because we mentioned earlier that one of the distractions that is a part of uh, especially in the season is false philosophies false philosophies and everybody you know coming up with their own terminology everybody coming up or when they think jesus is coming first of all the word of god says no man knows the hour of the day or when our savior will come back no man knows so if you're hearing people say that they know the day you know we we've been hearing some people i'm i uh remember back in 2000 y2k when people was like, oh, uh, to, in the year 2000, the world is going to end. Even uh, a couple of years back, when uh, I forgot what date it was, like uh, June 21st or whatever the date was. And people was like, oh, the world is going to end here. The word of God says, no man knows the hour or the day. Know the word of God for yourself. And if you don't know the word of God for yourself, you will believe that foolishness. You will believe it. You will believe it. Why? Because you don't know the word of God for yourself. You don't know what it says. So just because it's uh, thank you. The word of God always talks about um, be careful about things that's tickling your ears. 
things that that sound so good and hearing hearing things that uh, people always talk and yes it's, it's okay to want prosperity but watch those men and women of god is always preaching about prosperity and not preaching about you know following god's commandments not preaching about what's happening in the last days not preaching about um doing what god is leading you to do they always talking about gain 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 but not, you know, making sure that you are following God's uh, commandments and being obedient to his perfect will. Watch those things. Anything that's trying to just constantly tickling your ear and constantly sounding good. But if it's not at one point, if it's not correcting you, if it's not making sure that you are God's perfect will, you got to check that. Know the will of God for yourself. Know the word of God. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 14 through 18. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 14 through 18. I read from the Amplified Version. It says, Remind the people of these facts and solemnly charge them in the presence of God to avoid petty controversy over words, which does no good and, ups and upsets and undermines and ruins the faith of those who listen. Study and do your best presence, best to present yourself to God approved. A workman tested by trial who has no reason to be ashamed, accurately handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth. But avoid all irreverent babble and godless chatter with its profane empty words, for it will lead to further ungodliness, and their teaching will spread like gangrene. So it is with Hymenius and Philetus, I pray I'll say that right, who have deviated from the truth. They claim that the resurrection has already taken place and they undermine the faith of some. Nevertheless, the firm foundation of God, which he has laid, stands sure and unshaken despite attacks, bearing this seal. The Lord knows those who are his and let everyone who names the name of the Lord stand apart from wickedness and withdraw from wrongdoing. My God. So even in this word, it's talking about how Hymenius and Philetus have already said that the resurrection had already happened. Had already taken place during that particular time. And Jesus is saying, know your word. Know your word. And be careful about, uh, be careful about these people that's claiming that they're Jesus. That's claiming that they're the Messiah. You're, you got to be careful. They talked about, I don't have time to go on that. So maybe God will lead me to that in a different, you know, podcast. But be careful about, uh, it talks about that in the word as well. Be careful about these people claiming that they're Messiah. It's going to be people like that as well. And if you don't know the word of God, you can be easily influenced. Let's go to the next passage. First John chapter four, verse one through three. 1 John chapter 4, verse 1 through 3, Amplified Version. It says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit speaking through a self-proclaimed prophet. Instead, test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets and teachers have gone out into the world. By this you know and recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges and confesses the fact that Jesus Christ has actually come in the flesh as man is from God. God is its source. Verse 3 says, And every spirit that does not confess Jesus, acknowledging that he has come in the flesh, but would deny any of the Son's true nature, is not of God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist 
which you have heard is coming and is now already in the world. So what I just told you earlier, watch out for these false prophets, false philosophies, false teachers. It's already said in the word. Be careful of it. Because anybody is saying that Jesus Christ did not come in human flesh to save us. Anybody that's saying opposite of that is a false prophet and a false teacher. And you should not believe it. Don't believe it. Thank you, sissy, for writing these scriptures. And my mom and Nikita writing the scriptures. So these people, so we can know, know the word of God for ourselves. So anytime somebody tries to come against that. No, we know it because what I said earlier, there's going to be a time and place where we will not have access to the word of God, the physical, the hardback, the hardback word of God. It will be a time and place. And they're in, in other countries, other countries, they don't even have access to the word of God. We are privileged as Americans to still be able to read the word, to even be able to go to the, the dollar store, the dollar store. The other day I went to the dollar store and they have Bibles. We are privileged to still be able to get a dollar, a Bible for a dollar. To be able to get free access to the word of God. Bible apps. There's going to be a time and place when we don't have that. So it was important that we know the word of God for ourselves. So that in when that time comes and if we are still living on earth and if Jesus don't come back before then. That we are fully prepared and ready. Fully prepared and ready. Talked about being having a full armor of God, having the sword of the spirit. What is the sword of the spirit? The word of God is the sword of the spirit. That's the word. So making sure that we know the word for ourselves. Next point. <clears throat> number six. We got two more points. Um, yeah, number six is strength and discipline. We talk about tools to keep you from being distracted. Strength and discipline. In order to be able to not be distracted, we need supernatural strength from God to not allow ourselves to be distracted from fulfilling his purpose. And what's gonna and we also need discipline. In moments where you might want to watch uh power, you might want to watch uh all Netflix all night and God is saying no I need you to pray or I need you to go to bed because there's some other things I need you to do the next day you gotta have discipline and not please your flesh just because your flesh wanna do it no you answer to God and your first main date is to do what God is leading you to do let's go to Hebrews chapter 12 verse 10 through 13 and I'm reading from the new international version in other words the NIV <clears throat> it says they discipline us for a little while talking about parents they discipline us for a little while as they thought best but god disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness no discipline seems pleasant at the time but painful later on however it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have have been trained by it therefore strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees make level paths for your feet so that the lame may not be disabled but rather healed so god is saying listen it might not feel good at that moment for you to be being disciplined it might not feel good for you to turn in your plate down it might not feel good and all of that but god is saying it'll be worth it 
God is saying that it will be worth it. It will be worth it. You have to trust him. Trust him and know that it will be worth it. Know that it will be worth it. Last point. Number seven is accountability. Number seven is accountability. So it's important for tools to keep you from being distracted is that, yes, strength and discipline, but it's important that you let people know. So say if you are trying to write a book or you're trying to open up a business, it's important that you let other people know, say, hey, listen, I got a certain timeline that I'm supposed to get this done. And then that person will hold you accountable to make sure that you fulfill God's perfect will. If you say, okay, God was leading me, you know, to... um to be a blessing to this family or leading me to start this nonprofit. It's important that you let other people, certain, certain people know whoever God is leading you to so that they can hold you accountable for your actions. That's important. That's very important. So let's go to last scripture is Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17. And I'm reading from the Amplified Version. And it says, as iron sharpens iron, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens and influences another through discussion. Again, it says, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens and influences another through discussion. My God. So it's important that you have the right people around you that would influence you and that would cause you to fulfill God's perfect will for your life. So in conclusion, going over these tools again, tools to keep you from being distracted. Number one, again, is prayer and fasting. Number two is know what season God has you in. Number three is know that you are not of this world. Number four is love God's ways. Number five is know the word of God for yourself. Number six is strength and discipline. And number seven is accountability. I pray you guys were encouraged this evening. I pray that you continue to allow God to move through your life. I know it's not easy. I know it's not easy, especially in the climate that we're in, especially with us being quarantined. It's easily, it's easy for us to be distracted. It's easy for us to allow, you know, racial injustice, allow this pandemic, allow, you know, um, us being cooped up in the house. It's easy for us to be distracted and be consumed with the things of this world. But make sure that you allow yourself to pray more, allow yourself to fast more allow yourself to realize that you are not of this world allow yourself to realize that God has created you for a certain purpose and a certain plan for your life and it's important that you fulfill God's perfect will for your life it's important to be obedient to God and you and know and know when having discernment even asking God to increase your discernment so I'm gonna pray for that right now Holy Spirit I thank you for your presence God I thank you God for being here in the midst of this place God I ask Father that you would just Cover us. Keep us, Father God. Touch our minds, God. Cause us, Father God, to trust you, Father. In the midst of, Father God, in circumstances, in the midst of times, Father, where the enemy tries to get us distracted, where the enemy tries to take us away from focusing on the things of God, God, I ask that you would strengthen us, God, in places where we are weak, God. God, you said your strength is made perfect in our weakness. So, Holy Spirit, um, um, 
Strengthen us, Father God. Cause us, Father God, to rely on you. Cause us to depend on you, Father. In moments, God, when we want to give up. And in moments, God, we want, we want to throw in a towel, Father God. May we truly, God, continue, God, to fulfill your purpose, God. Bring people in our lives that would truly hold us accountable for our actions. Bring people in our lives that truly, Father God, will push us, God, to greatness. Push us, God, to help advance the kingdom of God. Holy Spirit, I come against every distraction in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I come against fear. I come against worry. I come against overthinking. God, I come against Father God. Any relationships is not meant for meant for us to be in. God, I come against Yekurabasiya. I come against it right now. God, I come against God the spirit of torment in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I come against Yekurabasiya. I come against it right now, Father God. I come against Father God the spirit of Father God of torment that is trying to bring back God past the Father God our past back into our faces. God, causing us to think that Father God that we haven't been forgiven, causes us to think that Father God that we haven't changed father god cause us to thank the father god that we can't be used for your glory because of our past i come against it right now in the mighty name of jesus god i thank you father god that you're building us up the father god to to be the race of a standard in us the father god to do as you say do god to walk as you say walk god to speak when you say speak in the mighty name of jesus causes to stand for righteousness causes to stand god for what is right god to know god the difference between right and wrong in the mighty name of jesus i thank you father god for increased discernment in our lives father god and moments Father God, where we are unaware, Father God, what's truly got a part of your perfect will. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are increasing the discernment in our lives, God, to know God the source, to be able to recognize the source of whether or not it's you, the Father God, uh, ourselves, or the enemy, Father. Holy Spirit, have your way in our lives, God. May you be glorified in us, Father God. Cause us, God, to be a light in the midst of darkness, Father, to not be easily influenced by what's happening in this world, but to know, Father God, that you are in control in the mighty name of Jesus, and nothing nothing shall separate us from your love father for your powerful your almighty god you are sovereign in the mighty name of jesus yeah you're sovereign in the mighty name of jesus so father god have your way through us may you be glorified and magnified through us in the mighty name of jesus i pray amen thank you holy spirit and before i close i'm going to make sure that i offer the gift of salvation and offer the chance to rededicate your lives back to christ so if you have been watching this podcast or listening to it and realize that you need Jesus in your life and realize that this is a missing link and that you can't do nothing without him and you want to try Jesus, I encourage you to say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I realize I am a sinner. I realize, Jesus, that I need you in my life. I ask you, Jesus, you come into my life. Make me whole. I thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for my sins. I believe. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. I believe that you were buried and rose on the third day. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. I'll surrender myself to you, and I will serve you for the rest of my life. If you pray that prayer, welcome into the body of Christ. It's the best decision that you can ever make in your life. The best decision. And if you have been watching or listening to this podcast and you realize that you strayed away from the things of God and you know that you need to come back to him, you feel God pulling at your heart, heartstrings to come back to him. This is your moment. Tomorrow is not promised. And God is giving you another chance to get it right with him. I encourage you to say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I realize 
that I strayed away from you. And I ask that you forgive me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I turned my back on you. Jesus, come back into my life. Make me whole. Cleanse me. Wash me. And make me anew. I thank you, Jesus, for saving me. I commit myself to serving you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, welcome back into the body of Christ. It's the best decision you can ever make in your life. The best decision of knowing that even though you messed up, that God, that Jesus gave you another chance to get it right. So I encourage you to be to continue along this path. That if you need prayer, please inbox me in my uh, for my Facebook, or make sure that you can um, reach out to me, comment on this uh, post, or even through the uh, Apple Podcast and the um, Google Podcast. Make sure that you watch it and listen to it. So until next time on a perfectly perfect live, I pray that you continue to. Be encouraged and uplifted. And I will see you guys next week. Love you. Bye.